Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> this, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. You do content for a living. You know what you're doing. I do content for a living. Yeah. You're uh, and this right here is Carcon Carne, presented by the Auto Barn Mazda of Evanston at 1015 Chicago Avenue. I'm James Van Osel. Ashley Piper, author. Ashley Piper is my guest. Uh, but before we get to her and the food that, it, that is smelling so good in my car, I should say I'm sitting here in a Mazda CX-9. It is a gorgeous 2017 CX-9. Uh, the first thing that got my attention is the technology, just the ease of using my phone content, being able to play my music, uh, but the safety stuff too. As I'm driving, um, the miles per hour, the, the speedometer is like projected in front of my face. I've never seen that before. Uh, my cars are slightly older, so th this was kind of revolutionary, but even more so, the blind spot notifications. The car beeps if there's someone in my blind spot. It vibrates. The little light goes off. I feel really safe in this car. It's awesome. And it's also high performance. If you want to drive over to Randolph Street, do the next foodie thing, or head over to Space in Evanston, catch a band on the rise, this car is great. It's got a third row, which is great for families, or if you want to have bands playing in your car, that works too. Uh, go to Evanston, Autobarn Mazda of Evanston. Take a test ride, won't you? All right, Ashley Piper, are you ready? I am so ready. That was beautiful. That it was... made me want to go to the auto barn like right now. I, I wish you could, but I think they close in a couple minutes, but there's always tomorrow. <laughs> it's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. You've been lavaliered. <laughs> I'm lavaliered. It's just like homecoming. I do, yeah, I feel like I'm on the prices right, so we're ready. We're like here, you know? Just don't look down at the microphone because then you, you become super loud, Ashley Piper. Oh, okay, I will yeah. not. Just a helpful hint. All right, so you are a vegan, <laughs> uh, a, a well known, well spoken vegan. Uh, as such, we are at a vegan restaurant, or we're outside a vegan restaurant tonight. Uh, we are outside Urban Vegan. Yes which is on Montrose, just off Ashland. And as I do this, I'm going to start the Facebook Live so people can peek in and see just what it is we're doing. We're about to eat in a car. We're, we're about to eat in a car. We're about to eat vegan food. It's carcine carne, which would be Spanish for without. Without. Without carne. We're without right. the carne today. We're without the carne. Yep. Uh, this is the Facebook Live stream. Uh, this is Carcon Carne, presented by the Autobarn. Mazda. The Autobarn. Of Evanston. Uh, a lot of words, uh, but awesome place. And that's Ashley Piper, author. Uh, you know, it's funny. When I sat down with the Autobarn guys, I said, yeah, you know, occasionally I'll have guests who swear, are you okay with that? And they said, yeah, I think we're okay. So my first guest, now that they are a sponsor of the show, uh, has a new book called Give a Shit. Yeah. <laughs> And we're off to the races. And we're off to the race. Well, you have to have like the subtitle of the book, which is Do Good, Live Better, Save the Planet. It kind of gives some context to give a shit. It does. And we're eating vegan tonight at Urban yes. Vegan on Montrose by Ashland. I worried before we met, and I shouldn't have because I've read your stuff. You have a very likable, funny personality in print. Thanks. But I was worried you wouldn't, you wouldn't enjoy being near me because I, I don't have... <laughs> That high-minded set of uh, eco-friendly ethics that you do. Oh well, that's nice of you to say high-minded, but I'm I'm kind of like you know, uh, I like to let people be as they are and do what they want to do. I think that you know, nothing good ever comes from like pushing yourself on people. You know. Well, here's the, I, even I, though I have a book called Give a Shit, but whatever. <laughs> uh, here's how paranoid I've been. Uh, I went grocery shopping. I was at uh, Mariano's uh, a couple days ago. 
and I thought about it to you because I realized I, I, I went there with a list, but it wasn't a complete list. I had a couple things written down and I kind of winged the rest of it. I thought that's not something Ashley Piper would do. I mean, I definitely wing my grocery shopping. I think you're, you know, I thank you for putting me on such a pedestal, but really I am a fallible, flawed human being in many, many ways. So you can go on with your bad self, James, and have no list, <laughs> no list when you grocery shop. Thank you. Are you like dying for your food right now? It's I'm like- I'm a little hungry. Oh, okay, well, good. All right, so here's the thing about Ashley Piper, sustainability expert, a minimalist. I don't understand what that is, and I'll ask you what that is. Okay. You don't, you don't do carryout containers. You bring your own. Well, so you know, I mean, I have done carryout containers. Sometimes it's blizzarding, and I want Ethiopian food, and I order it, you know, and it comes in a container that might be considered disposable. But I do my best. Look, we've got fries in a silicone bag here. I hope that this, they are not garbage but they haven't been like steaming in here the whole time you, you brought the family silver for my burger yeah i brought you a stainless steel tiffin for your burger and you're i've never had the burger at urban vegan so here we go where we you're trying it and then your little fries are here my little fries you know what your little fries are going to be right there because this car has like so many different spaces we, in here this is like a car you can really eat in this is a huge car it's, it's the cx9 yeah uh, of course from the autobahn mazda of evanston uh, but look at this yeah. These fries look delicious. They're like not fry? bad. No, I'm good. Thank you. Because I know. Thank you, though. But I have the vegan chicken nuggets mm. and this container can be recycled. This is technically like a disposable container, but I will recycle it. Maybe I'll upcycle it into a gift for you at some point in our lives. I love that. And now, then now the that we're best friends in a jar. I mean, I know this stuff is obnoxious, you know, like, oh, I've got a sauce in a jar, but it helps, right? Every little bit helps. And we've got our cloth napkins. Too, yes, you brought so. napkins. She brought cloth napkins. Yeah, cloth napkins. Just to show that, like, with a little planning, you know, you can easily issue some disposables if you want to. Uh, programming note, first person to ever use the word issue <laughs> in my car. In four years, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Congratulations for helping us cross Thank that barrier. Thank you so much. We're really doing a lot of stuff here today. We got a lot going on. Uh, Elliot Serrano said, hey, "Show Natalie. us the food." Uh, so this is the cowboy burger. Yeah. And so it's it's sitan, which is a wheat meat. Yeah. And it's on just like a like a thin a like thin, a sandwich thin. Yeah. So I I feel kind of good eating this. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm it's not got, eating like a schmuck here tonight. It's got vegan A's on there, which is. I mean, that's the Lord's sauce right there. Veganaise, the vegan mayo of, like, choice, in my book at least. So hopefully it's good. It looks like it's good. And I have the vegan chicken nuggets from uh, Urban Vegan, which... Which you highly recommend. That's the first thing you I mentioned do. when I saw I you. I highly recommend them. They're so crispy. I, see, I, my goal was eating Something. food that, that wouldn't make a mess in this car, which yeah. was graciously loaned to me by the Autobahn Mazda of Evanston, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. It's, it's gonna a make saucy a mess on, sandwich. It is a saucy sandwich. I'm a saucy sandwich. I'm afraid of making a mess in your stuff. Elliot wants to know what flavor sauce. Elliot, do you mean on his sandwich or the sauce in the jar here? Probably the jar, right? Because you already said vegan This is A's. like a, a hot sour sauce for the chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. Yes, Natalie, the nuggets are legit. They're so good. I feel, you know, I don't have any shame. There's no shame in this nuggets game, you know, because this is going to be elegant to eat in a car as well. I'm going to be like crumb central here, but. I'm just, I'm making a mess in your family's silver. And your, oh, it's my family's silver. Yeah, it's the queen's silver. <laughs> you mean the tiffin that I got? The jar, it's a hot and sour kind of sauce that they give you with the chicken nuggets and it's 
delicious. Mm-hmm. You need to get in on this. I'm going to probably take this home and save it in my fridge, drink it in the morning. I'm going to make a mess of your napkin, too. Okay. I realize that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. It feels a little weird. Everything can be washed, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like we're at your granny's house. <laughs> it's just like it. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about a little bit about you. Let's do that. Give a shit. When did you catch that bug or that... When were you thusly inspired to be more conscious of the world around you and doing right by it? Ooh, that's a nice way to frame it. Um, I mean, I've always cared about certain issues. Uh, since I was a kid, I was really into animal welfare and animal rescue and cruelty-free cosmetics, mm-hmm. things like that. But I became an ethical vegan probably about, oh gosh, many, many years ago. It's hard to quantify, actually, at this point. And... I was kind of like a single issue vegan. I was sort of like, you know, animal rights only. And then when I understood some of the environmental implications or benefits to eating more plant-based and living more plant-based, I got more interested in sustainability. So I probably ramped up my own personal interest in sustainability maybe like 10 years ago. The the idea of eating meat being so hard on the environment, this is something I didn't know, and you can explain this. Mm-hmm. The amount of water it takes. Mm-hmm. To produce meat. This is something that never would have entered my, my mind. Right. It's crazy. Sorry, I just spilled sauce all over myself. I hate to say it. Better you than the car. Mm-hmm. Better you than the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not marring this beautiful car. Yeah, so a lot of studies are coming out now, in the past 10 years, actually, about the resource toll that mm-hmm. eating meat has. And I'm not here to, like, proselytize not eating meat and stuff. Mm. I don't want to... Mm. Huh? First time, first time to use that word. Yeah, proselytize, mm-hmm. issue. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's a meat is a very resource-intensive thing. Even if you're not into animal rights, even if you're like, I often hate animals, they're so garbage, you know. <laughs> the land, the water, the grain, the fuel to transport, all that stuff, it's very taxing. And then the pollution that comes from. Uh, mm-hmm. There are like studies that show anywhere from 17% to 51% of all of the harmful global emissions are attributed to animal agriculture. That's a lot. It's ridiculous. That's a lot, right? So every like little meatless meal helps, right? So like right now we're sitting in this young Mazda and we're just like eating a meatless meal, living our best lives. This is delicious. Is it good? Is it saucy and fun? It's a mess. I didn't expect it to be this messy. Uh, but I, I like C-Tan. I mean... Yeah, Satan's nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Put in like a little wheat meat. Mm-hmm. Do you want a chicken nugget? I would like that. Hang on one second. I did go to the farmer's market this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, farmer's market's amazing. Y- yeah, and me. It's good for the soul. It's good for, you know, things travel a lot less distance. I, I spend money recklessly at the farmer's market because everything looks exciting and novel there. 100%. I spend a lot of money on like the convenience foods at the farmer's mm-hmm. market. Vegan Peru. I think this is another thing about being vegan is we live in a city where we have tons of great vegan options. So I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. But for a while, not necessarily just in this city, but just in life, there weren't as many things like at your disposal, like getting a vegan croissant that was like very difficult. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I go to the farmer's market, like the Logan Square farmer's market, I'll be like, oh, my God, vegan hand pies, vegan pierogies. And pretty <laughs> soon I'm just walking around with like a baguette. And, like, 15 different things just eating. I'm not even, like, grocery shop. I'm not even shopping for the week. I'm just eating. I know, I know you're right for BuzzFeed. Yeah. You ever, you ever do one of those quizzes, like, which, which ethical vegan are you? Oh, God. Hopefully not the annoying one. 
<laughs> but you know, like choose a Jack in Nicholson my life, movie. I have been for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, which ethical vegan are you? The, mili- <laughs> the militant one, right? The one with no friends. So, when I do go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. what should I be looking for? What are we looking for in labels? Like, I obviously anything that can't be found in nature is probably a bad thing, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're I recommend to people, so it depends upon what you're looking to do. Are you trying to make less trash? Because we have a trash problem here. You know, we make mm-hmm. about 4.1 pounds of trash individually every single day. Each of us does that. That's a lot of trash. Is that, that can't be right. That's true. In fact, it's, I think it's kind of a, it's an older estimate. So I actually think it's a little outdated. I think it's a little conservative. I think we make more trash than that per day. But, mm, I always recommend people, like, as much as possible, shop unpackaged items, like the bulk bins. Mm, okay. Which I know is kind of unglamorous. It feels very Berkeley. But <laughs> we actually have a lot of places here that... Yeah, no, I'm not a CrossFit vegan, Elliot. I'm eating a chicken nugget. Uh, oh, N- Natalie, our friend Natalie Natalie's Slater, former Ashley. guest. She took the BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, she, she took the BuzzFeed quiz, and Natalie and I are the same kind of ethical vegan. Bless up. Um... But yeah, like shopping at bulk bins, we've got great co-ops here. Whole Foods Mm -hmm. has a bulk section. Mariano's has a bulk Mm -hmm. section. Fresh time. So, you know, bring your own containers and get this stuff there. It's also cheaper. This like appeals to not just the environmentalists, but the cheapskates. Like if you're buying spices or organics, that stuff is way, way cheaper if you buy it in bulk. So that's kind of the first thing. And then, of course, like as unpackaged as you can with like produce if you do eat meat or you eat dairy, there's a lot of options there to go straight up to the counter and get stuff unpackaged. True. Um, doing CSAs is always a nice idea if you have those. What's a CSA? So it's community-supported agriculture, but basically it's like a farm share. So you get, like, vegetables and I, I tried a farm like share that. once or twice. How did I, it go, James? I like the idea of it. Yeah, okay, but... I, in, but I, I would get stuff that I, I could not even find my way around in the kitchen, like... To prepare like veg- like a rutabaga, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like vegetables. Like, and I, I kind of forced myself to use some of the vegetables, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think I was getting my money's worth, and I don't think I was using the vegetables the right way. Yeah, it definitely is one of those things where if people are into discovery, mm-hmm. they're into getting creative and funky in the kitchen. It can be kind of like a cool. Right. experience but I get you I had a CSA that I really loved but my god it was a winter CSA and I got so many beets <laughs> I mean like just beets coming out of my ass it was like so many and I didn't even really care for beets that much so mm-hmm. so I feel you like it's um but then like things that are packaged like as minimally packaged as possible mm-hmm. so like a lot of or like packaging that's recyclable so i think like spinach for instance if you can't find spinach unpackaged which you can at farmers markets and some grocery stores a lot of people think those plastic kind of like bags of spinach you know the salad bags or whatever are better choices for the environment than like a giant plastic clamshell of spinach for instance you know like those big big Mm -hmm. like costco-esque containers but the clamshell can actually be recycled whereas like anything made from a soft crushable plastic can never be recycled. That's what I want to ask you about. Yeah. Uh, recycling. I, yeah. I'm okay at it, but I know I could be better. Mm-hmm. One thing I learned from you, grocery bags. When you get plastic grocery bags, those are not things you should toss into the regular recycling bin, Mm-mm. which I, was a surprise to me. Yeah, so 
in Chicago, our recycling service can't handle those. So if you do have like a plastic shopping bag or Ziploc bags, actually, which I don't encourage anybody to get those. It's so easy to bring your own shopping bag now. And we have all these like little alternatives to, yeah, this like silicone bag that's sealable. It's an alternative to a Ziploc bag. If you have them, a lot of places like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods have a special receptacle where you can recycle those. Which so I you didn't can actually even, yeah. bring those. Yeah, so when you first walk into some of those places, it'll say, like, recycle grocery bags here or whatever, and you can bring them and put them in there. Didn't even realize. And you can also reuse the hell out of them. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got, I have some plastic grocery bags at my house from either people coming over and bringing stuff for parties or whatever, and I just use them as much as I can. Like, recycling's not exactly, I don't want to be a bummer, but, like, recycling isn't the saving grace that we think it is. Because only about, like, 30% of what we even recycle makes it to recycling. So here's, I guess, the overarching question. As I think about your book, as I think about you, as I think about all these topics, the idea of flipping a switch and doing everything right seems overwhelming. Yeah. So to that end, you kind of need to chunk it up. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe zero in on a couple things, like, you know you can do better at. Mm -hmm. But even then, I get it. I'm not justifying it, but I get the mindset of, Oh my God, what difference can I make? Yeah. Okay, so I'm eating out of one of these bags and yeah. I, I'm eating out of your, your family's silver. <laughs> what have I really done? I'm totally playing devil's advocate here. No, I'm hip to you. So what have we really done here just in this particular instance? Well, we would have had a bunch of plastic containers for the sauce. We would have had probably a non-recyclable plastic container for your burger and fries. We definitely would have had a non-recyclable container for these nuggets or maybe we would have had another one of these but like we still it still would have become trash eventually oh my gosh yeah take it um here's the sauce i'll be the sauce holder i'm just like holding this chalice here so i think in this instance what we've done is we've made we've refused a lot of single-use disposables Mm-hmm. Which does oh, and we have like reusable napkins, so we've refused a lot of stuff that either would have gone into that would have largely gone into the landfill. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like I talk about this with I, a lot of people use this with like eating vegetarian or something like that. There are people who are all or nothing out there. I might be that way for myself, but I'm not expecting other people to have like an epiphany overnight. And I also think that perfection is the enemy of good, like in mm-hmm. almost anything, right? So. Well said. The reason why I wrote the book, too, was because with this sustainability movement and you see people who have like five years of trash in a mason jar and stuff, which is great. Like it's amazing and it's aspirational. It's inspirational. But that shit isn't feasible for all of us. Right. Like I can't I'm not washing my own clothes by hand and stuff. I don't I don't have time to do that. So I think like everything makes a difference. And hopefully that comes across in the book. It's more like I want to give people the information and then have them choose and also actions that can help like what's going on with the planet and then have them choose what makes sense for their lifestyle. Right. If you're like, ah, oh, no, I can't bring my own deliver, like my own containers when I pick up food. Fine. But maybe you decide you want to buy a cruelty free soap instead right. next time. Or maybe you want to have composting in your house. Like, and I think in like a non-judgmental way, people become like excited knowing that they like we live in a really I'm going on a rant now. I'm just going on a rant. But we live yeah, in a really you're here. we live in some trying political times. Right. I won't get like political in the podcast, but I haven't even noticed. But OK, <laughs> we live in. Yeah. Right. I feel immune to all of these political things. But I think people feel 
very helpless. They feel like, uh-huh. what is it that I can do? You know, and then especially with regard to the environment, we have folks at the EPA who don't even believe that climate change is real. So it can make you feel like, oh, my God, like the planet is going to hell in a handbasket, which it kind of is. But at the same time, (laughs) making small individual shifts in our consumption habits is exactly what will turn the tide because it's exactly what got us into this mess in the first place. Like we have statistical evidence that our consumption habits that have increased, especially since like post-industrialization, post-World War II, like are directly contributing to polluting and messing up the planet. So Mm -hmm. if we dial those back a little bit and we try to do a little bit better, it does make a difference. And we inspire each other too. I see people doing all sorts of, look at the straws thing. Like a lot of people are getting like specifically asking for no straws because it's like, except for James who got a straw today. (laughs) But there are a lot of people who are doing that. It's a very big, um, it's a very big movement now. And that was something that like just kind of started from Mm -hmm. a few people noticing and then some celebrities pushing it out. And now straws are like villain number one, but changes are happening. So I think it's positive. See, I kind of feel as I've been thinking about this, I kind of feel that eating and even grooming are probably the easiest things to attack for a lot of people. Eating and grooming. Changing your diets, Mm -hmm. uh, using ethical cruelty-free products. Sure. Seems like the easiest things to make or make a change with. Yeah, or how you dress too. Like, see, I, I I disagree. It seems like it would be hard to find things that are from belts to everything else. It would be hard to really lock in on a, a vegan. Right. So I don't necessarily. Again, this isn't. I mean, would it be great if everybody bought like or you wore vegan fashion stuff? Yes. But I'm much more of a proponent of buying secondhand than I just mm. generally than I am of just having everything be vegan, vegan, vegan. Now, it's great if you can have both, but I look at, like, how much we throw away just in clothing and shoes every year. So I'm, like, in the book, I approach the wardrobe section much more like, yo, use what you have. Like, use and appreciate and mend what you have first. Mm -hmm. Because we're in, like, we live in this, I'm getting real existential, but we live in a society that's rooted in marketing. So we think that we're going, we're stressed people, we're busy people, And we think that we're going to feel better if we hit up the stores and buy a bunch of stuff. And a lot of times we don't. We just buy shit, you know, just to buy shit. So I think, like, that's where the minimalistic part comes in, too. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily saying, like, live an ascetic life. Probably the first time ascetic's also been said on here. (laughs) Live an ascetic life and don't have a lot of things. Like, no, I'm not saying that. I just mean, like, you don't have to have a ton of things to have enough. And to live well. So with clothing, especially for women, we just buy tons of stuff because we Mm -hmm. think a new dress will make us feel better, whatever. And instead, a lot of that stuff never gets worn. It hits up the landfill. It decomposes in there for many, many years. And it contributes to climate change. So are you feeling like so joyful in this (laughs) this car podcast? No, I I think... Every minute but of here's it. Here's the thing. I should mention again, uh, Caracol Carne presented by the Autobarn Mazda of Evanston. We're in a Mazda CX-9. We it's are. a 2017. Uh, go there and take a test ride. Like, super nice, approachable, helpful, not pushy. Like the, the kind of people you want to run into uh, when you go to buy a car. They're sponsoring this podcast. They've got to sp- be cool people. Thank you, Ashley Piper. And this author. car is legit. I mean, I didn't realize it had a freaking third row in here. We could like, we could transport a church band in here. We could. I mean, I, I'm we telling might. you, next time I do a band performance, an in-car <laughs> performance, uh, I'll use a CX-9. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, in answer to your question, I, I think this is 
good conversation to have. And the way you present it, you're not an asshole. Thank you. Yeah. You present it in a way. It, it's. I mean, you've got all your all your facts. There, you know, you have some very clinical data there, but you approach it in a very like, okay, just our, us friends talking. Like you, you get this stuff. Yeah. And I think that's the appeal of your book, which again is called "Give a Shit." Give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you, this book is really meant for? It, it's not necessarily for the converted. It's not necessarily for no. the people who are already in the tank for. You know, being better people and thinking more ethically about the world. Uh, it's for people like me who maybe want to do better, but I'm kind of overwhelmed by the by the idea of just the totality of doing better. Well, you're a champ in my book already. But yeah, it's I mean it's meant to be resonant, hopefully for the converted, like, but also, but mostly for people who I don't even know if converted's the right word. Mostly for people who maybe didn't think it was a problem. Mm-hmm maybe didn't think that there was anything that they could do that would like effectuate like change. Um, so yeah, I'm yeah. looking at these comments. It's really hey, Elliot's uh, Elliot's your biggest fan. Hi uh, Elliot. Mm, what does it have the CCC sticker? Uh, he's talking it? about, he's uh, asking if this car, this loaner car oh. from the Autobahn Mazda of Evanston has Kirkland Carney stickers on it. Oh, it doesn't. Here's the thing. I, up until today, uh, my car, had, <laughs> <laughs> my car had, uh, branding on it, mm-hmm. which was cool. It was very helpful. Uh, my kids hated it because mm-hmm. every now and then mm-hmm. I'd be driving with the kids and someone would pull up next to us, give a thumbs up, honk the horn. Right. Dad's well, coming to get me in the Clark Hunt car. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got to drop him off at prom. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't pick him up for a date. I don't fight with the kids. There, <laughs> there isn't yelling with the kids. I did get into, we'll call it a struggle. Someone another one. I would. Hang on one second. Okay. These chicken nuggets are delicious. They're, they're probably soy, yeah. soy nuggets. Yeah, they're probably full of soy. I like it. Why don't you eat your last one, Ashley? No, no, we have a whole other c- container. It's just been hanging out in my purse. Oh, my Lord. This okay. is the beauty of bringing your own stuff is suddenly you're like a golden girl. You Seriously. Know? Like, I could take this into a movie. Who's going to know? Who's going to stop me? So, I, I had a struggle with my 16-year-old. So, his first ever summer job, best ever first gig for a teenager... He was an usher at Ravinia. Oh, that's a good hookup. Pretty sweet, right? Do you get to see Blondie and stuff or what? Uh, I don't think he liked a single concert he went to. Uh, he came back from Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull, and I said, so Noah, what did you think of that concert? I don't know what that was. I, I just, I don't know what that was. But anyway. He's uh, also, yeah, he's a young man. Uh-huh. Living he's in young. troubled times. Uh-huh. Uh, he needed a ride to... Ravinia uh, to, to get to work and you know the clock was ticking he had to walk out the door the only car available to use was my branded vehicle I said just take my car <laughs> no I can't I'm like sure you can no one's going to give you and you time. want the free branding at Ravinia let's be real no, I, no? Those, those people don't get me <laughs> That's going to be the story of my autobiography those <laughs> they, people don't get me they don't get me <laughs> they're there for the CSO they don't, they don't get me <laughs> Uh, but he flat out refused to drive my car uh, to the point where there may have been elevated voices. And again, there are never elevated voices in the Van Ostel house. Uh, <laughs> but there were, and I ended up just path of least resistance. I did drive him and pick him up after the show. Um, but dropped him up, but in the car con carnage. Yeah. I mean, that's, listen, that's cool, I think. That's akin to like, you know, I don't, that's akin to like your dad driving the Red Bull car. <laughs> you know? That's pretty sick. Do you want some sauce, man? Mm. Sort of like... I already, no, I don't want to double dip. Uh, I don't care. 
I care. Oh, you care? Yeah. All right. What do you have, like TB or something? That's I okay. do. No, do you? <laughs> I do. This car actually doubles as an iron lung. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, Mazda's these days know no oh, bounds. The, the technology. <laughs> every year. It's so like, great. An iron lung. My God. You're the sky active technology me. and the, the iron lung oh. capability. The functionality just keeps getting better. Um, Ooh, Uber car con carne. All right, so we're going to stop the Facebook Live. Oh. Uber car, Uber con carne. I don't mm-hmm. even know what that means, Chef Ben Randall. Should I pick people up in the car? Is that what? Mm. Turn the side hustle into a super side hustle. It could be like that um, James whatever show where people, like, they drive around with famous people and sing songs in it. Uh, I don't do that. I stay no. parked with semi-famous local people. Yeah, thank you so much mm-hmm. for saying I'm semi-famous and local. That's nice. It's I a local. Yeah. I am local. Yeah, it's a local show. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to stop the Facebook Live. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. Mm-hmm. That's Ashley Piper. She's amazing. Buy her book. It's called I'm Give chewing. a Shit. Yeah, <laughs> buy my book. <laughs> Give a Shit, buy her book. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry if I double dipped in the sauce. Oh no, I just I didn't. I, I'm already like self aware of how messy I got your napkin and how. Much oh my god, I'm gonna take it home and wash it. It's nothing. Please, seriously, it ain't no thing. Listen, I like I bring my cloth napkins with me all the time, so I throw them in the wash with like my laundry and stuff. So it's good. It's all clean. How long did it take you to write? Give a shit. Only about three weeks. No. Yeah. Way. Are we still recording? I'm like, what? We're still recording. No, how is that even possible? Because uh, when you... So I like went about writing the book a very traditional way. So I have a literary agent. Uh-huh. And we went shopped the proposal out to publishers and you know had publishers bid on the book and stuff like that for the book deal. And when you actually like put together a proposal to write a book, you have to write a ton of sample chapters mm. or like parts of sample chapters. So I already knew how I wanted the book to be laid out. And I already was doing TV segments and, you know, writing different pieces on, like, a lot of the disparate content I wanted to bring together. That said, the research took a while, but honestly, it was about three weeks, and it was, like, almost just every night after work for those three weeks. So it wasn't, I mean, I just didn't sleep a ton. Mm -hmm. And um, in order to, so books, you write them, and then there's, like, a very long editing process where you have, like, a billion people who proofread and stuff like that. But... In order to, I wanted the book to come out like spring of this year mm-hmm. because I felt like the sooner the better, you know, oh, like we're basically, you know, not again, not getting political, but like we're basically, it's a time when it's needed. So I signed the book deal in August and submitted my first manuscript in October of last year. So pretty like quick turnaround. All right. So the book is Give a Shit. It's awesome. It's uh, like you said, the, the timing on this is fantastic. I think the receptiveness to these messages is right where it needs to be right now. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. So congratulations on, on everything you've done. Thank uh, you. Do you have another book in you? Oof, maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe. People ask that all the time, and I'm kind of just giving this one time to yeah. really, like, gestate and see what's yeah. happening. Yeah, and I also, it's not like dropping a new song, you know, yeah. or something. It's like people have to really hunker down with a book and invest time with it, so... I'm kind of also just being okay with, like, seeing what this little puppy does. But, hey, if there needs to be another one, you know, we'll just, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll write another one. I don't know. That's awesome. All right, Ashley, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. What a treat. I've never eaten in a car before and done a pot, like, and done a podcast. 
Yeah, it's, it's not a common thing. Gotta it's be honest. It's so unique and so fun. Thank you. Uh, and Kirkland Carney is presented by the Autobarn Mazda of Evanston. Again, her book, Get It Places. Get it at Amazon. Get it where you buy books. Barnes & Noble. Yep. Barnes & Noble. There you go. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening.